record. Yeah, I, I I took yeah, I took a lot of notes. I like wrote a little bit of a blurb on every single song just to kind of get into it. So, but um, yeah, I'm excited you're here, man. I'm very excited to talk. Yeah, thank you for having me. the culture we have the one and only chrome cable on the legend from pittsburgh um i i, I so I, I i mean i should talk about how this came about i i messaged you after the album came out and i had heard like good time and nothing to something because mm-hmm. you dropped those as uh singles and I, I really liked them and i was very excited for the album to come out and when the album dropped you know, I listened to it a couple of times and I mess we messaged back and forth about it. And I was telling you how much I liked it. And I had a lot of questions to ask about it. Okay. And I was gonna just like ask you, but then I figured like we just have a conversation about the album and the artistry and you know your inspirations and things like that. Like have like a full complete conversation instead of just me firing questions back and forth like that. So I'm glad you're on. Um mm-hmm. I think we'll start with uh, why music? Why why an album? Why why not an EP instead? I guess. So um, I've been working on music for a long time. I'd say like you know starting out like actually trying to work on music maybe like seven to eight years. Okay. Um, so I've been you know just trying to get better ever since since then. Um, and I've I've always wanted to learn basically to do everything myself. Okay. Um, that started, I, I was always interested in learning everything, but it started because uh, of some issues I had with people in the past where things weren't getting done. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to learn how to do this myself just to make sure, you know, because I, you know, I had the initiative, I was taking the initiative, but so I was like, you know, I don't do that. And just, uh, I've, I've done so many different uh, types of genres through mm-hmm. like just making music as I've always wanted to try and see if I can like make something good out of whatever it may be. Um, and, and now I'm kind of like all over the place with my genres. I don't really have a set genre. Um, and I, I'm going to keep it that way mm-hmm. uh, just cause I just love music, all types of music. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to e- ever box myself in, but I want to yeah. do it the right way where it's not like, ah, okay, that's kind of odd that he's trying yeah. to, that, you know, <laughs> Um, but yeah, music has just been like a huge part of my life. Um, my dad had taught me how to play guitar when I was younger and he helped me uh, with songwriting as well. And, you know, that, you know, I was able to teach myself some things as I got older. Um, Mm -hmm. and then my mom showed me so much music when I was younger, both of that, both parents showed me a lot of music. It was, uh, you know, big music household. Um, and then just, you know, my brother and I, we, you know, would always share music with each other and different things that he doesn't necessarily make too much music. He doesn't really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just an avid fan, uh, yeah. just like I am. But uh, yeah, so at music's just been everywhere. And I, I wanted to do everything that I could to take control of music yeah. for myself. I'm talking about a genre thing, because like that was that was one of the things that, so I, when I started texting people about the album, because I did that with your album and, and actually, honestly, every album I like this year, I'll just text it to everyone. 
And so I was texting uh, my friend Jason about it. And I was like, hey, like, you should check this out. And he was like, what genre is it? And I was like, fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. <laughs> I can't answer the question. But um, I was having a conversation with another friend yesterday because I was talking to her about, like, doing this. And she was like, oh, his album sounds like uh, a cross between Rex Orange County and Predator from the UK. Okay. And I was like, this is the perfect example because Predator does house and Rex mm-hmm. does like soul, but like pop, but at the same yeah. time, it's like some R&B. And I thought that was the perfect cross between that because it, the, the the album flows in such good disorganized chaos. Um, and I, I remember like, I love that word. That's it's, it's That's good. Awesome. It's real, like it's chaos, but it's also disorganized. Like, but it's a good thing because it doesn't really. It, it's constantly keeping you on your toes and constantly forcing you to think about like how you feel about the music. Like, you can't listen to this and be like, yeah, I don't really know how I feel. Like, it, it forces you to make like a choice. Like, I like this or I hate it. Um, so yeah, that was, I was I, that was gonna be my one of my questions. Like, what genre are you calling this? But even you are saying that you don't have a genre. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it open ended for you. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you know, when like when DSPs and everything ask for genres, mm-hmm. I usually list uh, if they, if it asks for like three genres, I usually list like pop, R and B, and hip hop or you know indie something like that you know whatever it might be because it's just like all over the place i mean mm-hmm. you know because there's everything there's pop r&b yep. hip-hop dance house ambient everything that you could imagine yeah. and that's like i said that's something i've always enjoyed doing was blending these genres yeah um that's just how i listen to music like anyways, I just like like hearing all different types of sounds, but finding a way to make it cohesive. Yeah. And that's what I that was my goal with this was to do something that no, you know, not many people do or, you know, who knows, maybe some people hear my sound and they're like, I've never heard that ever before. Yeah. So it's something where it's like that. That's a goal for me, too, where it's, you know, it's something fresh. Yeah. I, I want to stay on the genre thing because when the album opens with a voicemail. Mm-hmm. from max and shout out to max and yeah. he says like this is gonna break the genre, like it's gonna break all the bounds of the genres and it's very funny because that's what exactly the album does um my question there is did you know did you have the the voicemail part of it be the cornerstone for it before you started making the music or you finished making the music and you're like yo this is dope it actually describes the album perfectly i'm just gonna start it with this I'm glad you asked that because there's a, actually a great story with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that voicemail was uh, mostly after most of the music that I had done. So I had actually like started reworking some things mm-hmm. after that voicemail came out um, or maybe making some new tracks during that time. Um, but I had been working on this album all, all in total, like seriously, it had been four years. Um, okay. And I wanted to get to a point, not only with the album, like the creative part, but the uh, technical side with production and engineering, like making it sound, you know, like a label put this out. It's, yeah. you know, I didn't want it to sound like, you know, oh, my friend made this album. and then We made it, we made it in the closet. <laughs> oh, it was good. Yeah. But I wanted people to, you know, hear it and be like, damn, like that yeah. was actually very impressive, you know. Yeah whether they liked it or they didn't like it. I just wanted yeah. them to hear it and be like, he put a lot of effort, effort into, into it. it. Yeah. 
Um, but with the voicemail, I thought it would fit perfectly for the intro. Mm -hmm. It was from, so I had released a single that's not on the album. It came out, uh, I, I put it out in 2020. Okay. It's called Mother Earth. And what I had done for the marketing of the single was I created a fake phone number for people to call. Like I set up a number and everything. Oh. Um, and I was putting posters all around the city, you know, posting all about it. And when you would call the number, you would hear a, a short preview of the single. Um, okay. Oh. And okay. After that would finish, the preview would finish. Um, there was a, it, it would, you could leave a voicemail. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it would, you would hear the song and then the voicemail would pop up, you know, it surprised some people or some people were late, like loved it. They were like, oh, wow. You know, like I get to leave a voicemail type thing. And <laughs> Max left a really long voicemail. <laughs> and I was like, there was that part. And I was like, I need to have this in there. So that was a plan for me the whole time. But it was funny because the story I wanted to get into with that was so for a long time, he kept telling me like, he's like, yo, like. He's like, you need like a producer tag or something like that. Like, <laughs> he wanted to do it so bad. Like he wanted his voice on it. To be so the, okay. <laughs> he like, he's like, you know, it could be like, hey, yo, is that crawl? <laughs> and I was like, every time he said that, I was like, yeah, man, that sounds really good. I'm telling you, we're going to do it. I promise. Like, he would always do it. And it would always be that response. And like, I know he had talked to Mary a couple of times because Mary had told me like, yeah, he would tell me like, you know, um, I, I don't think Cole really likes my idea. <laughs> like he always, he like he's being nice about it, but it's he's kind of like shutting it down. Yeah. Like, the whole time as he's had like saying all this, the this my plan was to have the voicemail. voicemail. His like he was starting the entire album out. Yeah. Had no idea, and I was just playing everything off. It was like, oh man, just gonna wait till the album release. <laughs> but um. You know, and I had shown Mary beforehand. I was like, I was like, all right. So because she had tell, told me that I was like, all right, please don't tell him. But, but he's beginning. He's starting off my album, the entire album. So that's yeah. his producer tag. It was <laughs> really great voicemail he left. I was like, that's what it is. And it was funny because when he first heard it, he wanted to stay up till midnight to hear the album when it first yeah. came out. And he first heard it and he like texted me. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is that me? Like, he had no idea. I was like, who else? Duh. You have a very specific voice. Even the way you say certain things. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it's you. But he had no, he's like, yeah, bro. I said, I listened to it. And I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. And I was, <laughs> I was like, did my plan work? I yeah, did not work. I either way. Who knows? So there you go. Yeah. That's the voicemail story. Yeah, I I I I heard it. I remember I went over to his place um to to make some photos for Morgan and mm -hmm. we we're making it and I was we were talking about the album and I was like, yo, that voicemail, like, is that you? And he's like, Yeah, man, like <laughs> I was like, Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> just, Yeah, you, gotta, you, you knew you knew the whole time. <laughs> dude, you got dude. But yeah, I, I like how it starts because it's definitely like um you know, like when 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 you're in school and you're writing papers, like you have to put your thesis statement in the first paragraph just to kind of like tie it all together. And that's what that's what does it for me and Enter Utopia. It's like, all right, this is the statement. This is a boundless, um, formless music. Like, you know, if I had to compare it to something, it would be like the ether in Thor 2. Like it's just moving. You're just going to be in this thing. You don't know what it is, but you're just going to be in it and you're going to stay in it. So I, I liked I liked that a lot, but 
I remember the first time I was listening to it. I, when I listen to albums the first time, I like to just listen through it and not look at the name of the songs. Just listen. And so I thought the song changed to the next song because the the, the right. Enter Utopia has this like plays a little like voicemail plays a little bit, then switches completely. Yeah. And then it's just the second part is something different. And I thought like I was on the second song. So I, I finished listening to the album. I was like, wait, this is not. I feel like I listened to more tracks than I did mm-hmm. uh, on the track listing. Um, when you were making Enter Utopia, was that a specific decision? Because as Max says on it, it's like, yo, we're, we're, we're pushing the boundaries of the genre. So is it the idea there is that, okay, we're just going to mush a couple of things together, going back to the disorganized chaos thing, do that. So you actually really understand what Max is saying. And then from there, we're going to get into the music. Yeah, that was a, a conscious decision by myself the whole time because what it is, I wanted it to showcase all the feelings of the album into one thing, mm-hmm. I want, like just one giant, you know, track where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like you said, you didn't even realize it was the same song, but I wanted to show you portions of how I was going to re- represent the story of Utopia, but all in one track to, you know, start everything off. So, so yes, yeah. okay. that was on purpose. Yeah. And then it goes to hopes and dreams, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, it's kind of similar to Enter Utopia because it has two distinct beats. The second beat, I, I like to think of it as hopes is the first part of the song and dreams is the second part of the song. I don't know if that's what you were trying to do, but that's I like that. I love that. <laughs> I didn't I that wasn't what I was originally. <laughs> no, but I love that. And the thing is, you know, not to go off track, but that's what people keep telling me when they listen to the album and what they think of it. There are parts mm-hmm. that they may mention or things are like, Oh, did you mean to do that? And I think about it afterwards and I'm like, maybe subconsciously I did, but it's not, you know, some of it, I'm like, wow, that's a really good point. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Cause I, like I said, I've been working on this for four years, four years. Yeah. There had been so much that was put into it that I didn't even realize I was just doing what I, you know, was like, Oh, this is, you know, I'm just making music type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I also do like there's this um interview of Jay Z's where he talks about how like you know you you spend your entire life working on your first album, mm-hmm. so like you you everything you're like okay I'm gonna make this piece of art I'm gonna put it out there you work your entire life towards this it's kind of different from photography because like with photography you're like all right I took this photo but like tomorrow I'm gonna shoot in the studio so that's different you know what I mean. But right. music, it's like you put everything into it. So the, the thought of working on this for four years and not even knowing how many iterations you're necessarily going through is like very evident in the album. Because when you get to good time, it's a good time. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I love good time a lot. Like I, I put it on a playlist the first time I heard it. And I, I have this like running playlist of 365 songs I'm working on. It's like every song I liked in the year, it goes straight to that playlist. Funny enough, the playlist starts with Mary's song. Um, yeah, the very first song, yeah, yep. <laughs> um, which you produced, and we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah. um, good time. I, I don't even have any real questions about good time, I just really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Energy, I don't know who Mark's Mars Jackson is, mm-hmm. but that verse, I love that verse. <laughs> Mars Jackson is a Pittsburgh legend, and okay. I say that like with, with all the energy, okay, that dude is like one of the kindest he is like the modern day mr rogers but like he's but he's the dude that like you know he's like he for me he's like a big brother to me Mm -hmm. he's like helped me with a lot of things through the city he's been there for me the whole time like 
the one reason it was funny that he was the only uh, feature, feature that made it to the album. Um, it was actually kind of special to me because he's always been by my side with music, has always believed mm -hmm. in me. You know, there's been people that have like come and gone and such, but like him, like he's always there and he's always like attentive, like always paying attention, always like they're like, what can I do? Type mm -hmm. thing, you know? So, um, but Mars Jackson, like, like I said, Pittsburgh legend, you know, that's my dude right there. And I wanted yeah. to make sure he was on that. And that verse, like when we get together, like it's just, it's so easy, especially when we record, like we can just like record a song like that. It's like mm -hmm. nothing just because yeah. of the fact that like, we know what we're going in to do. We're very open to everything. And like, he was like, I mean, he's just always excited to work. So, yeah, I like that verse a lot because again, you say it's the only feature on it. When you listen to the first time, you don't know it's the only feature, but after listening to it and listening to it multiple, multiple times, like I do this thing where I, I, I do, I call it the interstate test. So I'll play an album on the interstate, like late at night, maybe like midnight <clears throat> and I'll get on the interstate and I'll do like 90. So just like have the music blasting going 90. Sometimes I'll put the windows down just to get some air in, but like hands in the air. Yeah. You know, just like you're feeling yourself. You're feeling yourself. A little bit. Close your eyes. It's crazy. <laughs> And uh, I was like, I, I, I was on, uh, I want to say 68. Yeah. 68 going towards Fairmont. And I was listening, uh, um, energy came on and I was listening to it and I was like, damn, I don't want to turn around. Like, I just want to keep going like this. I love that verse. It's, it's so, so good. And then from there you go to my love. And then that's the first time that when I heard it, that was the first question I had. That was, that was the first song that prompted a question which is like what's the sample because i don't know i don't know what sample that is or That's maybe it's not even the sample but i what is that <laughs> i will text that to you okay. i can't i can't okay, can sample I say it? okay all right i can't sample snitch yeah but yeah, I, yeah. You no know, it's not even just for me i don't know if anyone else has used it it's pretty deep i will okay. say it's pretty it's deep, deep so like uh, but I also, you know, like I said, if there's any samples, I will send that all to you. Awesome. Because right. I spend a lot of time finding these Beeping. things. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I just looked something up real quick on Spotify. Like I'm going deep, deep. searching. Like, I like that because I, <clears throat> I'm, I'm like in the pre-writing stage of like, I want to write this article called Hip Hop, The Gateway to Other Music. Where like every time you listen to like a rapper who actually gives a, fuck about like their music they really 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 try to dig into music you've not heard before and reference it like use it as a reference point so you hear the sample you're like oh wait i need to hear that you go back and go find a real song and earlier this year there's a uk rapper called dave and he, he on his album the fourth song on the album is uh in the fire and he samples the, i think it's the florida church choir or something like that and the song is have you ever been tried in the fire I've never heard the song before, but as soon as I heard the sample, I was like, I got to go back and go find the song. And I ended up listening to the entire album. So I have a very deep affinity for samples because I think it's always a good reference point for like music that is missed and usually music that's lost, you know, like yeah. you, you probably heard this. And I, I think I, I'm going to tie that back into a question I had that I was going to save. But like growing up, you said you heard a lot of music. What kind of music? was at home for you? Like what, what were your parents playing all the time? Like if you had to imagine a Saturday morning, what's playing? Man, it's, it was everything. I, so I'm like, that's why I am the way I am because it was mm -hmm. literally 
everything. Music's always been disorganized chaos for me because my parents were just listening, you know, whether it was like my mom was more the, uh, that I was learning, you know, like new wave and post-punk or like the pop stuff or hip hop rap from her. Uh, and then my dad was more like, um, like metal rock, you know, classic rock country, folk singer songwriters like you know jim croce or john denver you know but like it could be anything and then from yeah. there i just grew such a love that i was always like doing whatever i could to hear music. uh same with you know with my brother clay like we're all we were always looking for music so like music had been everywhere and i loved what you said about um how some music gets lost and when people sample it you know it, it kind of educates people on mm -hmm. that lost music um, I'd even done a project at WVU about that because I wanted it was a uh, it was just like a creative writing um, report, but I wanted to write about the fact that how uh, how important sampling is. Yeah, you know, some people really uh, give it a bad name, and there you know there's reasons. You know, if you're not really putting the work into the sampling of you know making it try to make it your own song, and you're just like basically ripping people off. It's like I get why people get mad at that. But yeah. there's a lot of people who do very creatively. Um, and for, for that, it is kind of like a history lesson for mm -hmm. the kids that might listen to it because they might hear it and be like, I love that song. They find out there was a, an original song to that. And yep. then, like I said, they're going to go back to the album. They're going to listen to the rest of that entire album. They're going to yep. be a huge fan of that artist. And there's no way that would have happened before that before because that. Yep. Like, <clears throat> they would have never found that before that modern artist had sampled it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So that that's exactly everything you said because again like the the music you know that it's all about reference points so whatever your new reference point is you need to figure out how to relate it back to like the ogs and i think there's actually a lyric on the on the album and i forgot which song it is but there's a lyric on the album where you're like i'm the future but i have respect for my for the past hopes and dreams hopes and dreams yeah, so yeah was, you know that's and that's a that's that's in two ways, you know, respect for people who've been making music before me, whether that's anywhere, it could be in Pittsburgh, anywhere, but also mm -hmm. to the respect of the people, you know, that I'm sampling and then the music that I love, you know, like I might be the future, but I have a lot of love for the past. Yeah. Uh, and I want to like represent that. Like, I remember the first time I ever found out about sampling and that was through, I was at, I was at the pool and there was like a jukebox, you know, that you could play like different tracks. Mm -hmm. Someone had played um, Eric Sermon, Just Like Music. And on that track, they sampled Marvin Gaye. Yep. I remember hearing it and I was like, I knew Marvin Gaye, but I also knew he had passed away. Yeah. And I was so confused as a kid. Like, I was like, <laughs> how do they have, how's he on this song, this new song, if, if he's he already you know, passed away? away. Yeah. And then, like, I was remember asking like, my mom about it, and she was like, "Oh, it's you know something he must have done in the studio." And then that's when I like really started like like trying to figure it out, and I found out about sampling, and that's yeah. when so many doors opened up. That's yeah, it just kicked the door oh, down. <laughs> so many different people started popping. I was like, "Wow, this is crazy!" And over time, I just became like such a huge fan. I mean, especially like after hearing like, and this is a big one for everybody, but like Jay Dilla. Yeah, you know, when I first started hearing his music, I was like wow. I was like, this is really incredible. Like cool. I'll yeah. never forget the first time I heard uh, so far to go, which has uh, common and D'Angelo on it. Yep. Um, 
and he sampled Don't Say Goodnight by the Isley Brothers. Mm-hmm. And that will always be my favorite beat of all time. Just the way it makes me feel. It makes yep. me feel so many different like emotions and feelings. And it's just like, I don't even know how he created the loop that he <laughs> did. Because in Don't Say, it's a, it's a different measure. And it's like, I'm just saying, I just love sampling. <laughs> it's, it's special. Sampling is the best. Special. No, I, I share that scene because I text, I text my friends about, about like, I would hear a song. I'm like, wait, do you guys know the sample? Or like, they would ask me, and it's just like we're going back and forth about samples all the time. So I share, I share that love too. Why did you make time so short? <laughs> you know, it's funny. You're not the first person that's asked that. Like, come on, man. Like, it's just I have the same feeling. I was texting my friend before this, Eric. I was texting my friend Eric, and I was like, Yo, time is too short. I hate it. Because I, I took a picture of, of the notes and I sent it to her. And then she was like, how much do you need of an extended version? Because I wrote need in all caps. And she was like, I was like, it's so short. Like, it's the same feeling I had when I heard Beaches Better. I was like, I need more. Like, you can't just, like, take this away from me. So why is time so short? And are we ever going to get an extended version? And if we will, when is it dropping? So, <laughs> so it's so short because... The way that you just responded to it is you're going to continue to listen to it as uh. much as possible <laughs> because it's so short. And you're like, I need more. I can't stop. <laughs> and that's what, and it was something where I could have created more. And that was something mm-hmm. I thought about. I was like, maybe I'll do more, but um, I felt like it was uh, almost this transition in starting into like this, you know, some different feelings that I was going to get into on the album. Um and it was just something that I felt didn't need to be longer than what it was. Mm-hmm. I felt it, it would impact you the same way than if it was longer. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like, it was that, it was like a turning point kind of switching over to like, you know, like I said, some more of the story. So that's why it's so short, you know. As uh, I have a huge, huge admiration for romantic comedies. Like they're my favorite genre of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, is this album... A love letter in a way because there's a lot of reference to you know a, a partner and like the tension and the loss and all of that is this a love letter to obviously sometimes we get our inspiration from multiple people so not necessarily one person but is it a love letter to a, a certain phase in your life with someone or some people and if they were to hear this how and what would you want them to get from it it is, and it's mainly one person, and okay. I've already told her about it. So okay. Okay. I told her before it came out about the album, you know, so I wanted to make sure, you know, just to give her a heads up. Heads I mean, up. She, yeah. she already knew that I had written songs about her before. Okay. Just the thing where there was a lot in the album that I was going to go about. Obviously, there's like nothing negative about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's more yeah. so like I wanted to, you know, just tell her. So, yeah, so that it definitely is. Um, and, you know, it's just different parts of life and different things that we had gone through. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I wanted to touch on it because that's just how I was feeling. And, you know, I wanted to show her as well how important uh, she she still is to me. And just, you know, okay. all in all, like I wanted it to be definitely a big impact of the album. All right. Um, so the next song on there, Sunshine. Um, yeah. First time I heard Sunshine, I was thinking to myself, this sounds like an 80s song. This sounds like the, a song you'd play in a Manhattan disco. Yeah. Um, 
but at the same time, it's it also sounds like J. Cole's Caged Bird. I had to text a friend. I was like, this sounds like a J. Cole song. Like, which song it is? And then he said it was Caged Bird. So you're blending two very distinct kind of genres of music on this particular song. Yeah. What's the construction of a song like Sunshine like? Like, is it you walk into the studio, you're thinking about a certain era of music, or are you just saying, all right, this is how I'm feeling, and I'm going to try and translate that with the instruments in front of me. And then if it ends up sounding like the 80s, it is what it is. Like, which which way are you going with, with it? So with Sunshine, uh, actually, uh, I'm going to bring it back to So Far To Go. The okay. sample that I found for Sunshine reminded me a lot of So Far To Go. Okay. And, um, I wanted to kind of create a similar feeling to it. Um, it's obviously a little different, uh, but at the same time, that was like, that was like the huge inspiration for it. Um, it was also just, you know, just going into it, how I was feeling, what I wanted to write about. I wanted to, you know, create a more um, kind of like just a happier, like I said, like, you know, like you are my sunshine, like trying, you know, folks on that kind of aspect, like an interpolation at the end there. Um, but, you know, that's, that's really it. It was just like emotions on top of the inspiration from so far to go and the way that some of the, like the synth sounded on that. I was like, I really like this. And the, the emotional, the actual, the sample itself is an emotional song as well. Okay. So I wanted to, uh, it's, it's another song that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have heard it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one you're hearing sampled often. Yeah, and and, and I, I guess Into You is also the same thing. And I feel like Sunshine and Into You work really well as double headers. Like I like, I usually like to think of songs, and it's usually not even from the same album. But I'll hear one song, and then I'll think of like another song. And I'm like, oh, this would work together as a really good pairing. Like Both Sides of a Smile by Dave and Joe Kind of Queen by Ed Sheeran are like the same song really they're mm-hmm. just two sides of the same coin so yeah. it's funny into you and sunshine back to back actually make a lot of sense like the content of into you and sunshine are fairly similar and yes. they flow very perfectly into each other um mm-hmm. i don't really have a question about into you but i like that song and i like the i like the nod to to me as well it's like really yeah. really cool so that was a big that was another track that i, I loved and especially the rendition with fabulous yes that's uh, what that, i was thinking was, about so, <laughs> that was like a huge another huge song for me the beat and everything about it yeah. when I was younger, so that was another like like homage to that so yeah i was thinking that was what i was thinking about uh, when i was listening yeah. to it next on it is human mm-hmm. now human has arguably my favorite lyric on the entire album which is i'm not always a good guy but that only means I'm human. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's just straight to the point. Straight yeah, to just, the point. <laughs> the whole thing. I just go out, you know, I'm, I'm saying like, I'm not always the good guy, you know? So it's like, I do my best, but like I, some things, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to make these mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it happens. And, you know, obviously it's not like I'm saying like, I'm not trying to be like, you know, I still obviously feel bad about it. I don't want to make those those mistakes. And that's why I'm saying I'm only human. Like I'm trying my best, yeah. you know, it's yeah. more so like it comes off as like something where it's like, you know, trying to be arrogant, but in reality, it's more so like me, like having this feeling of, uh, you know, like, like, I'm not trying to do this. This is just, it, it just happened. It just happens. Know? Yeah. Right. It's, and it's also kind of very self-aware to just realize that you're fallible in that way. Like, yeah. And and the song goes on to actually like request some kind of a, accountability from 
the other side it's like yo hey like i mess up all the time but like you know i'm i'm not perfect but also i accept you for all your faults as well so i would hope that you know it's reciprocated like i liked that a lot because i liked i liked i liked the concept of that a lot um I'm trying to. I wrote something and now I, I don't even know what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Yeah, it's like my handwriting is all of. Oh, and time is the next one. And it's actually. So I, this is what I wrote about it. And time sounds like times track six. Cool cousin you didn't know was cool till you hung out with her. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's a great representation. That's I'm glad you wrote that down. Because <laughs> I when I listened to it and I and I, I had to question myself actually about it a lot because I was like, there's time and then there's in time. It's and you're using time two times on this. Um there has to be a connection. That's where my brain went immediately. And then when I was listening to it, I was trying to find initially I was trying to find the musicality, like how similar are these two songs musically? And then I went to the lyrics. But then in time, at time itself doesn't really, it's not really that long. So I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, if it's not that long and this is the longer version, it feels like this is just like the prelude to this long version of the song, which is where my mind went. Um, and then I started writing and that's what I wrote. But I I enjoyed in time a lot. Um and it, it really, really sets up running quite well in the sense that running is just like when I was saying that uh, that that sunshine sounds like the 80s running sounds just like the music when you're like at the kickback and then someone's like, hey, like, would you take the ox real quick? And you don't don't play something that everyone's heard before. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, I'm going to put these people on some new shit. And then you just play running like that's yeah. the kind of vibe that I got from it, like the the after party after the after party where everyone's right. everyone's kind of calming down and like there are more conversations the music isn't too loud this is the kind of music that you're going to play at it um and i wonder do you think about the settings in which people are going to listen to your music when you make it like are you thinking okay this this is going to be played in a car this is going to be played at a party this is going to be played um at the house when someone's cleaning is that ever uh uh, playing a part in in the construction of the music itself definitely yeah because i mean you know anytime especially when you're working with so many different genres at once mm-hmm. um you know you got to think about that and maybe there's moments where i've made music and i'm like ah, maybe i should have tried to write a song that would have fit this scenario better or this scenario better but at the end of the day everything that you ultimately believe is the the tracks that are supposed to be there, you know, no matter where that setting, it, it, where people are going to hear it, you know, it's, I feel like that, 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 that's what's most important is like, mm-hmm. yes, you can focus on a certain setting and maybe a certain style, yeah. but it, you know, it's really about like what you're trying to get across. Um, yeah. So honestly, you know, for me, it's like, listen to it anywhere, you know, wherever you feel, wherever, wherever it's more comfortable for you to listen to, or where you feel at that moment, like, you know, this is how I'm feeling right now. I want to listen to this, you know, whether it's dry, I'm driving or, you know, I'm out at a party, I'm going to play this, you know, whatever it may be, you know, it's, it's all up to you. Yeah. I, and, and, and with reference to like the music playing, are you, also considering how you're going to perform these songs if if you're ever going to perform them 
um, at shows, do you think about that as well when you're constructing them? Like, all right, this is where I'm going to pause and the crowd is going to sing back. Like, is that ever something that's with you in, in the, in the, in the, in the construction floor of the music? Like, all right, we're going to cut this right here because I'm going to get the crowd to say this thing or do this thing when this, this part of the song plays. Yeah. It always is. I'm, I, Musically, I'm very eccentric with everything I do. You know, I try to create a character, try to create some sort of, you know, it's cool, by the way. The character's cool. I, I love the whole yeah, like Steve Askin. It's cool. <laughs> the reason I created that character for the album, you know, it's not not how I'm always gonna, you know, perform or how my how I'm gonna look. That character is supposed to be because utopia is in a real place right it's yeah. a place in your mind it's mm-hmm. it's like the, the, your highest high like how you're feeling like the best <clears> that you can ever feel but you might get lost in this utopia now you know realize the reality and it's about balance because you might do things in this utopia that you're feeling that in in, in the real world you might be doing the, the the wrong thing you might not be yeah. doing the right things um so that it's it's almost like it's a dreamlike state like that's me in a dream it's not real life so that's why i created that character for the album um but when it comes to live performances i always just love creating experiences with any type of event that anything that i've been involved with um so that is something that i i constantly think about when it comes to making music or you know now that it's been done uh it's way better that, you know, I have a track listing, everything's in order the way that it should be. And now I can, you know, I've been figuring out how I'm going to perform it live, what's going to go first, what's, you know, what's going to end it out. Um, and I want to make it almost, you know, almost like a musical in a way when I do perform. I don't mm-hmm. want it to just be like me on stage performing, mm-hmm. with nothing going on. I want to make it eccentric. I want to make okay. it exciting and an, a full experience for everyone. Yeah, which goes back to like, I think the the music that I love the most is is music that like has like some real credence to the 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 sequencing. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's like a short film that you're you're listening to. I guess you're not watching it; you're listening to the short film. Right. And that's a feeling that I get when I listen to this. And there's a few more albums this year that has, has given me that feeling, but not a lot. That's like maybe six or seven albums in total that gives me that feeling. That doesn't mean the other music's not good. It's just like, this is a specific feeling that I look for when I listen to music. So I like that a lot um, about, about what you're saying is that you're going to have this entire performance around it. That's not just you on stage, like jumping up and down and, and rapping to the, the, the crowd. It's really right. more expansive than that. So I like that. Um, next album, uh, next song on the album is Rest, mm-hmm. which when I listened to it and I got to this, I didn't know what it was called. Again, I don't look at the track list when I'm listening the first time. But when I when I got to this, I was like, okay, this is the end of the album. Like, this is it. And the name's Rest. I was like, come right. on, man. Like, <laughs> we've gotten to the end. This is it. And I love... I, I I'm not going to ask about a sample because, you know... I'm going to text it to me. But I... I I am a huge fan of J. Cole's 2014 Forest Hill Drive. And it mm-hmm. ends in the Note to Self song, mm-hmm. which is a choir just singing and then him just thanking everybody over the choir. I love that a lot. So when I got to rest, that's where my brain went. I, I mean, I didn't expect you to be on. I was like, thank you to Max. Thank you to right, everyone. Right. Thank you to Mars. Like that, I didn't think that, but I, I was like, okay, this sounds like a good book end to the album. Um, 
why is it there and not the end? And I, I have my answer to why it's not like that. Mm-hmm. But why isn't this the end of it? And, and, and why is it here? And then you go to nothing to something, which is a little bit more upbeat and exciting. Mm-hmm. And then where to now, which is a completely different feeling as well. So with rest, I wanted it to be, there's a sequence, the sequencing through the album uh, where it goes from sunshine to into you, to human, to in time, to running, to rest. It's running to rest. I didn't even do the running to rest. It didn't click to right now. Okay. So (laughs) it starts off more happy and upbeat. And then you notice like the issues, Mm -hmm. um, the true issues that are actually evolving through how I'm acting or how I may be, you know, how life may be. Um, as you know, we talked about, it's like, I love, you know, a lot of this is a love letter. So, mm-hmm. it, and it, but then it goes into like taking a look at myself mm-hmm. and, you know, just my, my life in general and what I'm doing, you know, with running, you know, I'm, I, t- I talk about how, like, I, like, it's always like, I'm on the go. I'm never like actually looking around. And it's like, sometimes you got to stop and open your eyes. Um, so that's why I go right into rest. And it's like, I can finally breathe. Um, you know, I can rest. I can open my eyes at the end of running. That's why I say like, you know, I finally open my eyes mm-hmm. um, with, and then go into rest. You know, it's like, um, uh, I've been through some pain. The sample starts out, but then it goes into, but now I can rest. Okay. Um, okay. That's true. So that's, that's why that's true. not the end. <laughs> and I go into nothing to something because overall through you know obviously i i touch upon you know it's it's you know an overall uh how my life had been mm-hmm. but in reality like one of the most important parts you know i wanted to go into that with nothing to something which still it comes back into that love letter yeah. you know so that's why i put it into nothing to something because that's like although i talk about a lot of different things on the album you know i, I go back into the most important part of what you know my most important part of life what i'm really feeling so, yeah. yeah yeah and and i like where to now because it it's it's just the name is a question on itself you've entered utopia you've gone through these peace and highs of emotions through the entire album and then you get to the last one it's like okay so where are we going now like where to right. now right i like that but i also really like the reason why I wasn't stuck on rest being the end of the album is because when you get to where to now, it actually sounds a lot like a prelude to enter the utopia, which is what, in my opinion, makes it loopable. Like you could listen to it on repeat over and over again, because when you get to where to now, it sounds like the beginning of utopia all over again. So in a way you're stuck in the cycle of like musical um, this musical journey and and that's what gave me like some some closure at the end I was like okay this this actually works um, but yeah it, I, I don't know if you were thinking about it that way when you made it and 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 what goes into the process of that because I'm sure you didn't make where to now and enter utopia on the same day but <laughs> when you when you were constructing this has been a four-year project when you const- when you were constructing it initially were you thinking to yourself okay, I'm going to do this thing and stick it in the loop. So you're always working in the loop instead of like making this thing that ends finally. Yeah. So initially that wasn't the plan. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I think it became something uh, just subconsciously, like the whole sequencing, even when I was sequencing the album, I had it already set up and I had some people working on like two close friends of mine, you know, just that I trust with their uh, opinion on sequencing. And I remember I was sitting with my, my buddy, Matt, and he, you know, we were listening to it and he was like, I'm like, you know, just let me know if this shouldn't be here or not. You know, this is just all just, this is just my mind right now, not really thinking in too much to it. You know, he, he kept hearing his song and he's like, I, I don't know what else to say. I can hear the story already throughout the album without you, you tell, you don't even, you didn't even have to explain that this was how you're going to set it up, but this is how it's, it's almost like you just did it without even thinking about thinking it. About it yeah. and, and I, and I did, you know, I actually where to now I had, I had made that before and utopia. Um, that was something that I had been working on and, you know, everything just kind of worked out. But then when I realized that I was like, I love how this comes into, like you said, like a, it's a loop. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's like you're you're it's almost like you're stuck in the utopia, but you're getting everything. It's like, OK, it's done. But it's like so it's like you get to make that choice whether you're going to continue to listen to it and be in utopia or you can stop listening and and break the cycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like I like it a lot because the, I realized today when I was listening to it again, because I I can't even count how many times I've listened to it. But today I listened to it all day because I wanted to kind of prepare myself for this and i was thinking to myself you know how many times have i listened to it just today because i was playing it when i was working and i didn't even realize i've been in this like thing for like two hours so, so, so like it works in the sense that you could get lost in it just sonically yeah just like riding the waves of the music and it also works when you're trying to peel it layer by layer because the sequencing really does matter. Right. Not even on the right. musical level, but like the, the words and, and how you're structuring, you know, the, 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 the lyrics for every verse, like they actually do matter. So if you wanted to pay attention to that, you could get stuck in for hours. But yeah. also if you want to just like vibe out and just like as you're typing at your desk, like you could really get lost in that as well. So I like that a lot. Um, but I guess the next question would be where to now? Really, we're going into a new year. <laughs> um, we're 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 still in a pandemic, so that affects performing shows and stuff. But like, what's next? What's what's next for you in twenty twenty two? What are your musical goals for twenty twenty two? Are you going to be doing more production and more engineering, or you're working on something new? Um, like where to now? Is, is, the, is the question? No, I'm. You know, I'm still going to continue to push Utopia because you know it has been out that long. There's a lot that yeah. I want to do with it throughout 2022. Okay. Um, and you know, a lot of things that I'm working on for it, then uh, as well as my brother Clay. I mean, he's been a huge part of the whole process overall, mm-hmm. um, creatively. So you know, we've been we've always bounced ideas back and forth off each other, as well as you know, helping me with uh, graphic design and photography and just like. Uh, uh, strategy as well. Um, so we, um, you know, we'll be working with that and same with the rest of the Hounds crew, but um, okay. through that, you know, you know, there's uh, another EP, Mary McFarlane in between that is going to be a big focus even through this, you know, year. Cause it just came out. Just came out. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a big focus. And then I'm already starting on my next project, my next full album, Okay. Um, so that's something I'm working on. And I'm also, I 
been wanting to do this for a while, but I'm starting a, uh, I wanted to start a faith-based religious musical, pro like music project with a couple mm -hmm. different artists. Mary's actually going to be part of it. Same with Mars. Okay. Uh, it's going to be called God's Ensemble. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be more, you know, away from the secular music that I'm still going to create, but mm -hmm. it's just something that like is important to me as well, that I feel like I can use my sound to get out into, you know, the mainstream. So, okay. um, so that's something that's very important to me, but um, on top of that, uh, I want to perform. Um, so I'm going to be figuring out, you know, setting up shows probably sometime I'd say late spring, yeah. early summer would be when I'm really going to do that, uh, depending on what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, that I got some, you know, merchandise that's going to be coming out. Um, you know, a lot you gotta of get, you gotta get some masks in there, dude. Like yeah, some chrome like ski masks or like some baklavas like that would be cool. Something. something. <laughs> I was talking to uh I was actually talking to Delia about um doing those, uh mm -hmm. doing custom ones since she's like she's an incredible she's, she's incredible what she does, dude. So, she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 So that kind of that might be who knows, maybe at some point. Okay. <laughs> but um but yeah, definitely do that. Uh and then you know definitely some visuals coming soon. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of things have been in the works. It's just, you know, I like planning. I like doing it at the right time. You know, you don't want to rush anything and you want to, you know, do it the right way. So, yeah. So, yeah I, I, I like that a lot because like, you know, like the conventional process would be like, all right, we dropped the album a week from now. We're going to drop visuals. And like, <laughs> I, I think like it's important to just like, it's at, at the end of the day, it should be something that you love. Mm -hmm. and not something that's going to bring you popularity so like if you make it and you drop it on your own schedule and you like it and people like it great if people don't like it at least you did it your way you could live with that you know so i like that you're taking your time with the process and, and doing that but um before we get out of here i, I do want to talk about mary's album a little bit yeah first yeah. of all phenomenal piece of music and i've told max this multiple times i haven't gotten the opportunity to see mary since it came out mm -hmm. but um, I mean, I cried when I listened to it. Like, yeah, same here. <laughs> same here. you know how hard it is to mix and master that shit. You think I'm gonna listen to voice memo 54? Like, yeah, this is good. I'm gonna be like, I was listening to the car, like, just I gotta make sure it sounds good. I'm like, hey, it sounds really good. Because uh, I'm gonna listen so loud. And oh man, like I was listening to learning to breathe. Yeah, um, the second time, and I, I had to go pick up my younger brother, mm -hmm. and I pull into the parking spot, and I'm, I text him, I'm like, "Hey, I'm here," and then learning to breathe starts playing, and I'm like, "Yo, I, there's no, I'm gonna be able to drive home. Like, yeah. <laughs> you gotta drive, man, because I'm about to cry. Like, this I can is, do that. <laughs> this, is, this is a bunch of tears coming. Yes. Um, I, I guess, like, I mean, I'm sure Mary had a lot of this written and a lot of this recorded, but how? does the process work because i know she recorded a lot of it here in morgantown and you're in pittsburgh so is it her just recording at home and then sending files over and then you cleaning it up and like kind of working on that or is there any moment where you're like all right the quality is not good enough i need you to come here and, <laughs> and come work in, in, in person luckily everything worked out so she recorded everything by herself her and max recorded all the vocals um and then in voice memo 54 is also like an actual, like she, it was a sat down, like live recording. Yeah. Um, but everything, you know, she just basically recorded the vocals, sent them over. And like, 
you know, I guess I got the magic. I can make it. <laughs> they all sounded really great, like yeah. off the rip. So yeah. I was very impressed with what they were doing, you know, even with like the minimal, uh, you know, uh, work before with voice recording. So I was like, this is really good. And then I just touched everything up. And then obviously I had made a lot of the instrumentation, the music, mm -hmm. you know, done, a, you know, most of that. Um, like I said, voice mode 54, that was all her playing. And then in learning to breathe the like melody of the song, the actual like piano, like was created by her, but then I set it up myself and played that. So uh, like set it up, you know, for the track to, you know, create an entire song with it. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was really easy. Other than that, I mean, because I'm mean, already I'm already really close with them in general. Yeah. So you know, with without the background, so yeah, everything's super easy. And you know, we ran uh, we had like Max did uh, the creative direction for the EP, but Clay and I were a huge part of everything else with it. You know, with design or how things should be. You know, strategy how things should run. Um, you know, obviously Max did all the photography, yeah. uh, but yeah. So you know, it's we're just a great team overall. It's it's a phenomenal piece. Like I was doing uh, the episode before this, we did our top five albums and we're learning to um, in between had just dropped maybe the day before. Mm -hmm. So we're doing this episode. and I'm like, I want to put this on the top five so bad, but I've listened <laughs> to it once. And if I if I'm going to put it on, it won't be a fair assessment of, of like what this is really, because it would just right. be bias like. Right. I'm I'm stuck in a crying loop, which is why I want to put this thing on the list right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I didn't, but like, man, you guys, you guys did such a phenomenal job with it, and and congratulations to Mary and Max and the entire team. I think you have something very special going on there. I'm a huge fan. I'm always gonna text you when I hear new stuff, and I'm like, yo, I really fuck with this. Like, I I'm, I'm a huge fan, and like, I can't wait to see where, you know it goes from here because if this is your first album then man like the sky's the limit shit the sky's the starting point like yeah yeah things are gonna get crazier after this so i'm very very excited i don't know you know i with you saying that you're you're creating you know personalities for these albums i, I just really want to see what the next personality is but also like if we're still going to stay in a boundless genre kind of thing and if we're going to create like because you're really kind of creating your own genre of music here you know you're creating something that is taking a piece of everything and kind of mixing it in a blender and just being like right this is what it is um so i'm i'm very excited i'm looking forward to what you're making i'm looking forward to what mary's making obviously what the hounds team has going on and it's funny we're all like maybe a degree of separation like i know yeah. max and then you know max and then i know garrett and then you know Garrett, so oh. it's all like a degree of separation, but still, it's it's really really dope to know that people are actually caring about music because that's been my my critique so far of, in a, in a very long time. It's like people don't care about the music anymore; yeah. they're just making it to make money now. So it's like no one's taking the time to find the samples, no one's taking the time to play the piano, no one's taking the time to play the synth. Like it's just like, oh, we're just gonna throw this trap beat on and say a bunch of things and. And, and go from there so i'm very very excited i guess my last question yeah will be if someone came to you with an idea for an album um would you take on a new client and what would be the thing that excites them about uh, excites you about them that would make you want to take them on as a client and if that made any sense 
No. Yeah. I'm always open to working with anybody. Um, you know, especially if you're open to me and you're very easy going and you know, whatever it may be, I love collaboration. I love working with whoever, um, you know, that was like Mary. Um, I knew she had been wanting to make music, you know, for a long time. She'd been performing, you know, maybe, you know, posting some things here and there. Um, but I knew she wanted to take that next step and she didn't really have like any resources to do that. So I was like, I, I wanted to make sure to make, make that happen for her. Cause I didn't want her to miss that opportunity in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's why I'm, I'm cool with working with anybody. Um, I think, you know, I can always see, like, I love getting to see the potential in people, no mm-hmm. matter what it is, you know, someone may be like, Oh, there's no, like, I may not be super talented in this or that, you don't always have to be, you just have to like have love for what you're doing, especially mm-hmm. let's say music, like you have the love for the music and you are doing something different and creative where it's, it's a unique sound or whatever it may be. It could still just be like a classical sound, but you know, or it reminds me of something, yeah. but my mind is always all over the place when it comes to music. So I'm always open to whatever it may be uh, collaboration wise. All right. Good. Thank you for coming on, man. This is this Thank is dope. You, I really appreciate it. I, I really do. I mean it when I say I really appreciate all the effort that you put into just this interview in general and listening to the album as much as you have. It it does. And sharing it as well, like showing so many people, like it's very important to me. And I want mm-hmm. you to know that because it's something where, like I said, I've, I've worked very hard on this and to see the response, you know, you know, you're always very supportive in anything that I do, but just yeah. this is... It, 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 it like it hits my heart and my soul. My, everything. <laughs> a lot. It means a lot to me. I just want you to know that. No, um, man. No, it's, 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 it's quite an honor really to, cause I, obviously most of our, our, um, inspiration, especially for me with photography are people that I don't know. Like I I've never met these, I've never met Tyler Mitchell. I've never met James Barn. Like, I don't know these people personally. And I think, you know, Issa Rae said this thing in an interview where she was like, you should always network across because you're all in the trenches together mm-hmm. and you're all like working towards the specific goal. So they, those people identify with your struggles the most than, than Tyler Mitchell does, you know, like he yeah. doesn't know how it feels for me to be here in this moment. So that's one of the main reasons why when I find people that I think are interesting and, and intrigue me, especially creatively, I like to reach out because I think it's important to to let them know that hey like if no one's appreciating this like I appreciate it that's one and two you're inspiring me to even be better like I always tell Max and I'm in this group chat with Max and Isaac and Roshan and it's like every time one of us makes a new photo it's like this is in the group chat now you're next like top this you know it's it's a healthy composition it's like all right I'm gonna change this editing style oh I'm gonna use this light I'm gonna do this but it's a constant like pushing each other to become the best the good thing about it is that like still for me most of this is still a hobby like i'm just having fun making all these things and i'm truly enjoying the process but again i think it's unlocked a lot of parts of me that i didn't know existed and it's also helped me build a community of people it's helped me meet people like you you know become actual friends with people like max like so I, I'm always, 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 always trying to expose everyone to the people who know me that right. I think are dope. Like, I hear your music. I think it's dope. I'm going to DM you and say, hey, this is really cool. And then I'm going to put it on my story. Maybe someone will listen to it. Maybe no one will listen to it. But I at least 
try to put it out there that I like this thing. And if sometimes people really do swipe up and DM me like, yo, hey, I listened to this and this is really cool. It's right. happened to your album a couple of times where people DM me and say, hey, like, this is cool. Or I'll text someone and be like, check this out. Like my friend Jason, who lives in Memphis, he's very blunt with his music opinions. Like he doesn't, he doesn't hold back. If it's not good, he's just going to be like, this is right. terrible. Right. And both you and Mary's albums, he listened to both. And he actually texted me and said, yo, I can't get through Mary's album because I'm about to cry. And I, was like, and I was like, I was like, take a break, man. Like, Chill. Come on, you can't cry around the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Walk away. So, oh man, but, but I do want to say you're an insanely talented photographer. And I don't want oh you to forget God. that. Dude, thanks, I'm a man. Huge fan of your work. I've already shown you that. I show you. Yeah. I really respect it. I, I respect everything that you do. I'd thanks, love to man. work with you at some point. We, so I mean, you know, I'll be here. So yeah, we can yeah. definitely get some work. Hey, I'm not far away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I have to make the trip up to Pitt because I keep telling, keep telling G, I'm like, I'll come up, I'll come up. And I haven't really come up like, for real but i, I so, yeah dude next when it, this like next upcoming month like make it a, make it a point because like we would love to have you here we'll do like we'll have a good old time i promise dude all right let's Definitely do it make let's it do happen it. all right let's you do know? it i really appreciate it yeah that, I, and thank you for the compliment i mean like today is actually the first day where i felt like my work is like really good really yeah well i mean i've always thought it was good but today i felt exceptionally great about it we're about to go into a therapy episode but let's do it keep it running yeah let's keep going i mean i got i'm paying like i'm i have zoom pro we'll we'll do it but, uh, um yeah i felt exceptionally great so like one of my friends works with visco and he i guess visco owns artifact uprising which is like okay. uh they make photo books and stuff so he texted me his employee code for 50 percent off to make a photo book. And I was like, you know, I'll just make a photo book. So last week I put together about 110 images. Initially I started like 300 and I scaled it yeah. down to like 110. And so I put it up on Artifact Uprising, made the book, and then it came in today, which it's okay. Yeah, there it is. So this is it. It came in today. This Yo. is the cover. And I just like put together a bunch of images and I called it volume one. And I was just like, kind of just going through it, man. Like, actually, I Matt, love this, that. This is, hey, this match right that. there. <laughs> um, wow. And so it came and, and I've never seen, I've seen some of my work printed, but I always gave them away. I don't actually have any of my work printed on me. So I print them and I give them to other people. So today's the first time that I have a bunch of my images printed at the same time. And I was just flipping through the pages and I was like, this is not bad. This is good. Like, yeah. this is good work. And I felt really proud. And I remember texting the group chat with Max. And I was like, guys, you guys got to print your work, man. Like, because it, it felt really, really, really good to see the images in a book and still be quality. Because mm -hmm. um, sometimes you post it on Instagram and it feels a little pixelated or something like, and you don't feel great yeah. about it. But today I felt really, really good about it. So I, I, it always surprises me, and this sounds cliche, but it sounds it, it always surprises me when people tell me that, yo, I really love your work because I'm like, oh, thanks. I when I make these images, I just usually post the ones that I think are good, but the ones I fall in love with, I don't post. I'm like, I'm gonna save that for myself. Yeah. <laughs> and just, <laughs> and, and just is that like, what you did with the book? You kept those photos for the book for most for the most part. 
most of these images are already on my Instagram, but they're not the first picture. They're like in a carousel of photos. So like maybe right, the right. third or fourth one. And then I'll print that. But yeah, I mean, it was it was it was a very satisfying experience to just look at this. And I, I'll probably just keep looking at it over and over again. And I and today I went to go see Max to drop off like some lights. And I was telling him, like, I'm ready to go again. Like, I'm ready to create more work and and put more work out there. And I'm actually working on a project right now that should be coming out sometime um, next month. But I'm just very it, it was inspiring, truly, just to like see the work and just be like, all right. And I, I think you probably share the same experience with the music where you're like, okay, I'm listening to this thing in the headphones and it sounds great. <laughs> so it, just... it's, it's a different, like, I, I know what you're saying when you have it in that different format where it feels almost like solidified, like mm-hmm. you're like this, cause you know what you're, you know, you're editing photos, you're taking the photos. It sometimes it feels so like digital and you're like, ah, oh, I'm just doing this. Like, although it's very good work, mm-hmm. seeing it printed like that, especially for the quality, like I can see the quality through the camera. Yeah. That's how good it is. And it's like seeing that is very important because then sometimes you just need that to like prove like, you know what? Yeah, I am doing well. And I yeah. feel that same way with music, whether like, you know, for the longest time, like, when you don't have the the whatever project you're working on, when it's not all together, not all sequence, it just feels like hodgepodge sometimes. It doesn't, you don't really know, like you're like, oh, this is cool and everything. But like when I when it actually came out and I, you know, I consistently kept hearing it, you know, on whatever streaming service and I'm listening to it, you know, I'm in the car, listening to it straight up, like entirely and stuff. And I'm like, wow, I can actually finally listen to this. Yeah. I, I, like, and I never, like I could before, but it's a different feeling. Cause you're like, this is out, this is out there. This is exactly how it's I can't make any edits to it. This yeah, is it. Yeah. That's it. And that's like those photos. You can't make edits. <laughs> yeah. you can't those. I mean, you yeah. rip them up if you want, but you, <laughs> you fucking book, <laughs> but, but that's it. Yeah. So I, I completely understand that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a very, you know, and like, people who are creating stuff like obviously you do want people to love it but i've been very lucky to kind of like build walls around how people feel about my work you know like also been very very lucky that people that are like really really good at this stuff look at my work and like actually text me about it like i have a friend uh in new york andre and like and and i have another friend in chicago lauren's a jay and he like Lawrence works with like clothing brands like Veneta and like Gucci yeah. and stuff. So yeah. when he when I made the photo book, like I sent him a, a proof copy, like the PDF, and I'll, I'll text it to you as well. Yeah, I'd love to see and, that. And uh, I sent it to him, and then he texted back and was like, "Yo, this is really good. I'd like a copy of the book." That felt really good, you know. Wow. And it's not it's not like. I didn't make it because of Lawrence. I just made this thing, and I I loved it enough that if Lawrence never saw it, it wouldn't matter. But yeah. like for him to see it and say like, yo, you should. And he was like, you should make this every year. Like you should make a copy of this book every year to track your progress. I truly, truly appreciated that, you know, in that moment. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. dope. It's dope to just like have some appreciation. And I, I truly appreciate all the nice things you're saying about it because it's, it's good to know that someone else is seeing what I see in it even mm-hmm. though this is not like a thing that, and it, and it's also really helpful that this is not something I have to live by. Like 
I do this when I want to. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it just it truly is something that you love. It's yeah, I get that. I, I definitely think you should be putting it out there more. I know you're just kind of getting into it, but I think you you should really, you know, come up with that idea of like doing it every year, like a, a compilation of photos from that year, like you said, to like kind of show off your progress. And it's just it's like just a compilation of your life at that point in time. Mm-hmm. I think that would be special for you, especially as you know, you get older, yeah. you know, even if it's just for yourself, like a personal yeah. thing, yeah. but you'll have these books and you can be like, wow, like this brings me back to being this age. Yeah. I, like I can feel like I'm really here. Cause I can see all these memories because I have it in this book. In this book. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of physical forms, are you ever going to make vinyls for you for, utopia because i think you should and i, I, I i'm buying to. five i'm just <laughs> off the rip i have four people i'm sending one to like i'm buying an off rip five so you have oh. five from me <laughs> maybe the i would love to that would be amazing the only thing with doing records is it is kind of pricey mm-hmm. so i would definitely have to do like a pre-order for that like make sure mm-hmm. i had enough because that is pricey i'm i am definitely doing cds but it's not just going to be any cd like there's going to be some like really different packaging for it so it's yeah. not just going to be just a regular disc type cd you know case like there i have an entire idea for that okay. All the all that I'm gonna put out soon is gonna be it's very thought out and every piece is like an experience itself. So that's I would like I would like to buy that. I was recently thinking about like finding a Sony Walkman and listen to cassettes again. Cause yep. uh, who was it? Someone recently I forgot who it was. Oh, it was Dave. It was Dave from yeah. the UK when he did his album? He made cassettes, and I bought a ticket to a show in in, in May, and I was like, oh. When I go there and they have cassettes, I would like to listen to this album on cassette. So, like, if you want to go back to the analog days, dude, you got me because I'm starting to go back and yeah. collect old stuff. So, like, I would. And that's I, something I've I've thought about that too. And you know, there was a boom of it. So, I actually have a pretty big cassette collection. Okay. Uh, Clay has an even more cassettes. I have a really big record collection, but I have a pretty solid like. Like when I say like I'm really into music, like I'm into everything. I got eight track, eight tracks. I got cassette. Oh, like yeah. I got that. Like that's me. So yeah. it's like so, and I know, and that's something I thought about. There's like a lot of like cassettes. You know, people at one point were like really bringing them back, and it was coming back, and it still is. It definitely is. I'm just kind of like every now and again, kind of like worried about that. I'm like, uh, do I do the cassettes? Do I do the CDs? Maybe I'll do a split because. I have a plan for cassettes as well, but I think I'm going to focus on the CDs at first. Um, okay. But yeah, so trust me, I would love to do that as well. I love cassettes. Yeah. I love yeah, I have a huge collection back home in Ghana because my dad used to just, he, he didn't trust CDs for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think his main thing was that they get scratched up and it's not playable, but cassettes, you could always wind it yep. with a pen. So like he had, he had a huge collection of cassettes. So growing up, it was cassettes everywhere. And I had like a Walkman. And I had a Discman as well. But the packaging, like the sleeves and the CD was like one of my favorite things. Just to read like, oh, produced by Timberland. Oh, this is cool. Like, I don't know yeah. who Timberland does, but shout out to Timberland, I guess. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Cool, you get to, that's more history that you're learning. You know? Yeah. Like, as you get older, you realize you're like, oh, wait, that that's Timberland. Like, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, so yeah. I love all that, all the inserts and everything mm-hmm. about it, the packaging. It means a lot. 
Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. totally get that. I definitely would like I'd I'd like some physical copies and and you know, especially the cover art. Like I like the aerial view. It's it just looks really, really, really cool. Even if there's some if there are prints of it, like I would like, I'd like one. Because I've I've just started, I've collected so I have like five of Max's prints. I think I have one. Yeah. I have one right here. Yeah. Like I just have like so many of his prints in my house. <laughs> I have I have them myself. I have them in my room. I love yeah. them. his work is incredible he as well. Is, like I every time he's working on um on on a cover like poster thing for my for the project of, so I'm working on a project about black motherhood and he's like making the cover art for it. And like every time I make something, I'm like, I want Max to be with me on this thing. And initially he was going to kind of like, I assisted him on the shoot for Morgan. So he was going to assist me on this one, but really I knew like when he got there, he's just, I'm just going to let him take over. And then something came up so he couldn't go. So I had to do it by myself. And then he yeah. texted me and he was like, you got to give me something to do to make up for missing it. So he's making the, the cover art for it. But like every time I'm around him, I'm just learning something new, man. Like he is a wealth and and endless well of like knowledge yeah. over and is just like learning something new, especially about photography over and over again. And I think that's, we didn't talk about hounds much, but <clears throat> I think that's what I like about you guys a lot is because, you know, even kind of afar from you guys, I pick up on a lot of things that I think I could add to my 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 plate, you know, like Definitely. from cre creative direction to like I like the little video you guys made about the stores and shops in Pittsburgh. Like that was very that was that was definitely after making the Joy Project earlier this year, that was something that was like, okay, that's the next iteration of what we did. Like that's what that should look like if we're gonna do it again. Yes. Um so I, I just I'm really 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 inspired by everything you guys are doing you know from music to photography to creative direction to videography like it's super super inspiring and i i can't wait to see where it goes from here you know pittsburgh isn't <clears throat> isn't as talked about you know nationally as like other places and even when people pop off in pittsburgh they end up like leaving but i think this is like a new wave of creatives that are definitely going to put the, the the city back on the map so i'm like super super excited and i can't i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait to see what happens next and i honestly can't wait to come and make it make it up to pit and hang out and just like kind of chill yeah i'd love for you to meet like the whole house crew i would I'd like that everybody you know obviously you know garrett and then yeah. like clay and i but, <laughs> you know, there's um you know there's jordan armstrong who is the best videographer in pittsburgh hands out I mean, he did this anything he does he can make look <laughs> i don't even know how he does it everything is beautiful i i remember when we first started and just even met him clay and i were working on a uh, an event actually at uh 123 pleasant street with garrett uh it was mm. his april showers event he was doing uh, those were cool i still have like the t-shirt somewhere like i wore it <laughs> off it that was yeah. really cool yeah so that um <laughs> he had uh said what was it he saw some of our work and wanted to meet with us and this dude is like like i mean like he's top notch and clay and i saw them like message on hounds and we we're like what he wants to hang out with us <laughs> <laughs> and it was so crazy to the point like we met him then well we had met him the one night for um 
Mars was actually having an album release and we mm-hmm. met him there and he was, cause he was shooting it mm-hmm. and we were like talking to him. And then we met the next morning. We hit it off instantly. It was like, we knew each other for years and years. It, we got so close so fast to the point he was getting married around that time. And his wife had told us like, like, I don't know however long afterward. She said, she said, I don't know why Maria, but for some reason, I know this is going to sound weird, but I would have these guys like I kind of want to have these guys in my best men. <laughs> and we barely knew each other. <laughs> it was like not like best men, but like in his groomsmen, you know. Yeah, that, yeah. Groomsmen. the bridal party. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> hey man. And it just so he's a really great dude. And then Matt Mullen, that's the guy I was saying that I really trusted. He helped me with the sequencing. Um, okay. He like handles a lot of our like PR and just like marketing and he does like a lot of the business management like Perfect. that kind of yeah. stuff like the the adult stuff yeah yeah <laughs> but um <laughs> very good at it though and he's really he's just an incredible dude very creative um we've known him for a long long time but you'd love to like he, he would love to meet you and then ben petchel is the other hound as well as well as maxwell obviously yeah. so max yeah. though um but Ben is also another very talented mind, very amazing photographer. You know, he's very good at uh, videography as well, but overall great dude. The teams, I don't know how all these people connected the way that they they did. And, you know, I'm really glad that, you know, Clay and I were a big part of like bringing everybody together because we created such a strong friendship with everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's really cool. And I, and I you know, I, th- I, I would love for you to meet everybody. You definitely. Dude. I will make I'll make my way up sometime in January. We're just going to plan it. We could do like lunch or dinner or something, just like kick it and talk and, and yeah. hang out and just kind of spitball some ideas. Because I, I do I do think that it's that like I'm all about convos over like wine and just like kicking, kicking back and just like talking back and forth about ideas like that's my that's my bag. So. I would love, I'd love to come up and do that. I think it would be dope. And we definitely could get some, some things moving on that, on that front. Like that. I love that. Yeah. But I will let you go. Um, I appreciate you for coming on this. This was, I was, I, I don't think we've done an actual full interview since like maybe 2019. Wow. And, and it was like, we interviewed like Max and Isaac. So it was like people we knew like, on a deep level right right and, and you and i haven't had the face-to-face conversation until today so <laughs> i was a little worried that i was gonna run out of questions <laughs> like 20 minutes in and i was like yeah okay well this has been uh great Thank well you. this is the shortest interview we've ever had <laughs> damn i don't know what to do. yeah i was a little uh, worried but no it's like this this felt organic and i truly appreciate you for coming on and just kicking it and talking you know when you create art you just want to put it out there and people and like interpret it however they do but like you still took some time to explain some things about it so i appreciate you for coming on and um offline we'll talk and we'll text and and we'll figure out some things and i'll send i'll send you a copy of the the book right now actually before i forget because because my memory is complete (laughs) shit and (laughs) the moment i lock off this thing i will forget to have sent it to you um but yeah, I, I, I truly, I truly appreciate you for coming on, and uh, we'll we'll talk more. Thanks for coming I appreciate on. Appreciate you for having me. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> All right, peace. All right, cool. <laughs>